Are you a teen in 8th through 12th grade? Are you looking for a dress for your junior or senior prom? Or perhaps a spring formal or 8th grade dance? And keep these dates in mind. This March, the Ocean County Library is returning with the 16th annual Prom Dress Giveaway. The Prom Dress Giveaway allows you to take home the dress or two of your dreams for free. Simply come to one of our participating branches, find a dress, and take it home. The giveaways will be from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Toms River Branch on Monday, March 11th, Tuesday, March 12th, and Wednesday, March 13th, the Little Lake Harbor Branch on Tuesday, March 19th, and Wednesday, March 20th, and finally, the Brick Branch on Monday, March 25th, and Tuesday, March 26th. For more details, check out our website at www.theoceancountylibrary.org visit your local branch or call us at 732-349-6200 we look forward to seeing you then hello and welcome to waves of ya a podcast focused on young adult literacy Brought to you by the Ocean County Library's Teen Literacy Workgroup. Hello, my name is Summer and I am a librarian from the Long Beach Island branch. Hi, I'm Chris. I am the Island Heights branch manager. My name is Chichilia. I'm from the Lacey branch, Teen Services Librarian. Today we're going to be talking about quick reads. So guys, to start it off, what do you classify as a quick read for yourself, your definition? I was going through my list of like things I've read recently that I thought was quick, and I realized several of them are like 400 pages, so <laughs> not yeah. I was like, I have no concept of time because I listen to them as audiobooks. So for me, it's the pacing of like, am I engaged? Do I want to keep reading? Because I slammed through like a 12-hour audiobook and did not realize time passed. And then on the other hand, Mall Goth, which I picked up, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to love this. It's a graphic novel. It's about when I was in high school. I have had it since it came out months ago, and I am, like, halfway through it. (laughs) There's no excuse. Is it because the pacing is slow? Pacing is fine because it's a graphic novel, but I think part of it's, like, I know where the plot is going, and I have, like, such horrified, like, I know where we're going, and I I can't deal with it because it's stressing me out of, like, no. Like, I know it'll work out because it's a YA novel, but, like, I have to see the embarrassment as well as read it and picture it or it's like a movie or an audiobook. It's just happening as you're going and you kind of like close your eyes or like cover your ears and hum for a bit. It's like you can't really close your eyes while you're reading a graphic novel. I was like, oh no, she's talking to her teacher and I know where this is going and I keep opening it to that page, reading like another like word bubble and then closing it and I'm like, I'll come back. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. What about you, Chichalia? I feel like it has to hook you in somehow, whether it's something you're interested in, like the world or a mystery, or you hate the character or you like the character. Sometimes I'll just agree. I'm like, I hate the main character so much. I need to see like if they get their come up at the end. (laughs) Oh my God. I've hate read some books sometimes. Drinking Um, the haterade. I can't do it. I'm like, life is too short for me to read something I don't like. So I'm like, It depends on what the plot is. Like, there was one book I was reading. The plot was interesting, but I didn't like the main character, so I wanted to see where it was going. 
I didn't go where I wanted to go. So I felt like I had wasted my time. So I don't really do that as often as I do. But yeah, anything that hooks you in, if it's like a romance, like I know they're probably going to get together at the end, but I would like to see that happen. And I want to see the journey of that. If it's a mystery, I want to try to figure it out with the characters. If it's like a fantasy, is it action-packed? One I just read was the Kyoshi novels for the Avatar The Last Airbender. So the first one in that series. Every single page, something was happening and my head was spinning. And I was like, wait, wait, they just got away from this thing. Why is it coming back? Or why is this happening again? It sounds about Um, like Avatar the series, the show. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, something that like hooks me in or I find intriguing, whether it's the quality of the character that I'm interested in seeing developed and seeing like if the character changes. And it helps that if there's a lot of good twists in it too. What about you, Summer? Well, for me, like what you said about romance, like I know that if I pick up a romance novel, I'm going to read it in like a day or two. I only started reading romance novels back in like 2021 or 2020 and I hadn't before for no particular reason but then when I started reading them I was reading them so fast that I swear like my reading stats for the year doubled because I was reading so many romances so yeah I agree I think it's about read what you like I feel like there's a lot of pressure to read books that are popular or that are air quote serious or important and i always tell people like if you read something you like you're gonna read it faster (laughs) because you want to read it which i know is such a simple concept but i think we forget about it sometimes especially if you feel like oh i need to be keeping up to date on the newest hottest books but just read what you want to read really yeah i read red white and royal blue which is like a 400 page book which i didn't realize they had just borrowed the audiobook and I was like oh this sounds like a cute fun like romance and it has the movie and I was like is this still like when is this book over like it felt like it wouldn't end and like I was like I came here for like a cute quick romance and we had our 400 pages in and like okay like I understand that like, there's more plot going into it but that's not how it was advertised mm-hmm. so it was like, I was like I was lied to I was here for a quick fast read <laughs> So like that and then compared to We All Fall Down by Rose Zabot, which is the same length that, that like kept the pace and was like it's an epic fantasy and it just kept going and jumping from perspectives where it's like this felt significantly shorter despite being the same length because <laughs> the pacing was good and I was like okay yeah we're telling a story like things are going whereas like Red White World Blue I'm like oh we're still we're still here and like lollygagging in places. <laughs> I wasn't of the age demographic when Lord of the Rings came out in theaters, but I'm told whenever I we watch it, me and my partner, he'll say like, oh, this is ending number one, ending number two, ending number three, where they're like in the theater and they thought, okay, this is the ending. Okay, no, it's not. This is the ending. No, it's not. <laughs> this is the ending. When can I get up and go to the bathroom? Yes. Um, yes. I, yeah, and that's, it took me 20 years to finish reading Lord of the Rings. Oh, but that's only because I listened to an audiobook on Triple (laughs) Seed. Yeah, it's not a quick read. Yeah, and I was just like, this is long. And I was like, you set the tone for, like, what you're telling correctly. Like, absolutely. Of, like, the ends. I'm like, oh, we're just, we're so slow with these ends. Like, that's the feeling for it. I love the ends. 
Yeah, I was like, excellent. You're doing you're doing what you're supposed to do amazingly well. This is not a fast book. <laughs> it's not. Unless maybe if you're the kind of person that loves walking through the forest and trees and descriptions of mountain ranges, maybe you'll read it really quick. It's all about what you love, I guess. Yeah. You're going to read something fast if you're interested in it. And I, I do like, agree, I, like, the pacing definitely helps the writing style. Yeah. I was just thinking about Sarah J. Mass, the, what's it called? Ha <laughs> House Akatar? of, uh, well, not Akatar, but I was thinking more the House of, um. The Crescent City? The Crescent City books, which I've only read the first one of, but when I did read it, it's a honker. It's like a brick. It's like at least like five inches thick. And I got it from the library and I was reading it. And what happened was I was just so into it that I was re- I read it really, really fast. And then I was almost done with it. I was like 100 pages from the end. And I left it at work over a long weekend. So I immediately after work just was like, well, going to Barnes & Noble and buying it because I need to finish it. <laughs> but to be fair now, I have not read the second one because I tried to start it. And I was like, immediately too many things are happening at once. I will read this at a later date, which I still have not, but I plan to eventually. Yeah, I feel like a lot of hers, even though they're longer, like the pace is good where you're like, I'm invested. And she does a good job with the characters where you care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what's happening with you. Like, yeah. what's happening to you? Or if you, like, one of your favorite characters is probably like the side characters. You're like, well, when are we getting back? Like, yeah, you, you want the characters to be safe. Yeah. So like, and I feel, you know, it's not like Game of Thrones where you're, well, actually maybe a little where you're afraid they're going to die, but I feel like I trust Sarah J. Mass more than George R. R. Martin to not kill off all the characters <laughs> slightly more. I don't know. At this point, I'm not sure what she's going to do. She can do what she wants. Yeah, I feel like she always has something like interesting happening too that helps. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, there's like a lot of description on things, but I'm interested in like what the description is, but also like fancy. I'm like, tell me about the magical castles and stuff. <laughs> The same thing happened to me with The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. I read The Cruel Prince, and then I immediately went to Barnes & Noble and bought the next two. I didn't have time to wait for my library hold to come in. I was like, no, I need it immediately. And I need it in my hands. Yes, I love those. And she is local. Well, she used to be local. She moved away. But she was... So like, I liked her stuff because I was like, oh, I know... Yeah, I'm like, I know where all these things are are. So like I was invested of like it's just local. Like I know people like that. Like I know where Delicious Orchards is. I go there. Like so I was invested in like the fact that I knew things and like, yes, that's exactly what Seaside's like. Yeah, I read the Girl Prince and then I read the Tide series. And I feel like Tide is a lot grungier and grittier than the Cruel Prince. Yeah. But then I don't know if you guys have read The Stolen Air, which is the duology spinoff of the Cruel Prince. I recently read it. It was a good blending of the vibes from Tithe and the Cruel Prince. Like it still was that courtly fae kind of vibe. But when they were journeying during the book, I did get that gritty suburban backwoods new jersey vibes like i always tell people i describe it like in tide there's this creek they call the looking glass creek but it's called that because there's just broken beer bottles everywhere in the creek but also a kelpie lives in it and i'm like yes that seems like new jersey to me yeah what do you feel qualifies as a quick read we talked a little bit about pace and length but is there anything else that you feel qualifies a quick pick I think narration, who the narrator is for one point, if it's a first person versus an omniscient or whatever. I read a book in second person where it was saying you the whole time. 
which was intriguing. The narrator is likable versus unlikable, because like you said, Chichelia, you kind of like when a character is unlikable. I really need to like be invested in the character's motives and point of view and feel like I have to like them at least a little in some way to feel like I can get through a book. And I think language is another factor because the language is like really flowery or very dry. The language can really influence the pacing of the book too, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think the writing style also factors in. If you like something that has a lot of details, like we were talking about before, you want to read stuff that you're interested in. And that includes, you know, do you like when they describe a setting a lot or do you like fast-paced dialogue? It really depends on what you're interested in and what your interest in writing style and reading style is. I really like character relationships, too, which is probably why I hate romance so fast, because I like seeing characters interact in amusing ways. I recently reread The Raven Cycle by Maggie Stefotter, which I read in high school, and I, me and my best friend loved it. And I reread it this past year, and I swear to you, I read all four books in like two weeks. I went to the first one, and then I immediately borrowed the rest on my Libby account, because I couldn't wait for a library hold. I was like, no, I need to use Libby. And I think part of what made me read them so fast is, well, A, I kind of knew what happened because I had read them before, but it was long enough ago that I needed a refresher. But the relationships between the characters, I think, is such a big part of the Raven cycle. It's like the heart of the book. And I really wanted to experience it play out. And it's also just really amusing. Maggie Stepfather has a way of making things really emotionally poignant, but also really funny. So I guess we could put humor into another part of what makes something a quick read, too. Now, do you guys like when there is an ensemble cast, or do you like a more confined two-character relationship? I don't think I have a preference, personally. It just depends on if I like the characters, I guess. I guess it depends on the characters themselves. To be fair, I do only read books where I like the characters, (laughs) but it's very specific books where I don't like the characters okay i have to figure out what's going on here so you can you can break the rule but it has to take a really good plot (laughs) it's it's a specific book it's like plot v character (laughs) what's gonna hook me in better i think i like more like having ensemble cast but like not so big where you can't keep track of it i feel like lord of the rings and like game of thrones where you're like i have to keep a chart of all these names that sound the same is awful i'm like no this is too much going on i'm not here for this but a handful of people like we all fall down has four different perspectives throughout the book and you know each person and their their little bubble overlaps with the others so like you know your characters like it has that key drama like tv show vibe of like this is your group and then these are like the outliers of your group but like that way everyone has like a favorite that you can choose and be like this is my favorite character that i identify with versus like when there's only a handful like a smaller group of characters where you're like yeah, I don't vibe with your energy or, like, understand your motives because it's so, so far out from what I, like, get where I'm like, why are you even doing this? So, like, having that, like, little bit bigger group gives you more options for, like, a character that you're like, this one. This one speaks to me. (laughs) Yeah, I I also like when there is dual narration where, like, the chapters alternate point of view. I think that can keep it interesting. Not necessarily that one character's point of view is boring, but after you've been in their head for a while getting into a different character's head is like a nice change of pace and that can keep it interesting as you're reading. 
I have a really good example of that. I don't know if you read, oh gosh, that one's good. It's a Holly Black book. Uh, I probably have read that? it. The forest one. The darkest part of the forest? The darkest part of the forest. So that has dual narration. And when I was reading that, each different character was getting different pieces of the overall mystery that was happening. Ooh. And you, I just wanted them to talk to each other. It's like, you knew all the answers as the, the reader, but you wanted them to talk to each other. I was like, you all have the pieces. You just need to communicate about what's they, going on. But they can't because angst. Yes. Yeah. But that made you want to read it faster. That was yeah. the, I think I read that book in like one day. Yeah, that's an amazing. I love Holly Black, especially because Holly Black, all of her books are connected because they're all taking place in this her world Same of universe, fairy. Yeah. But you don't have to read one to read the other. Like even the Stolen Air, it references the Cruel Prince. But when I was reading it, I'm like, I don't think you necessarily have to have read the Cruel Prince to understand what's going on because it takes yeah. place ten years later like the oak the main character who's like a six-year-old boy in the cruel prince is now like 16 i think i might be a little off my on what how old he is but like enough time has passed and it's his story it's that taryn and jude and Carden from the first one are mentioned but they're not necessarily in it at least not yet there's another one coming out I'm thinking about moments or books you have read where you're like, I read this in a day, or I read this so fast. The one I want to talk about, <laughs> the one I want to say is not a teen book. It's in a, a historical fiction romance. Okay. It's called The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare. I always joke that like um, LBI Library, I'm like, this particular book's circulation stats are all due to me. <laughs> because I give, it, I give it to so many people. And I'm like, and I literally pitch it by saying, I read this in a day. And actually, one woman came back a day or two later and was like, Summer, I also read this in a day. Yes. <laughs> so it doesn't count because it's not a, for this podcast because it's not a teen book, but I read it in a day, which is just goes to show you that Tessa Dare's all her books are great. Books that I've read in a day, all of F.T. Lucan's books. F.T. Lucan's. Oh. He wrote um, <laughs> Spellbound, Ever After, or something along Ever okay. After. And then. How can you forget the pirate one? I know. I'm like, I can't. I. In deeper water. In deeper waters. Water, okay, waters. I spent forever trying to find the title of that book, and I'm like, it's the pirate book, and I love it. That's, they sound title? familiar. I love pirates. I love mermaids. I was like, so oh, here for that. They're all so of, cute. Yeah, like that's what I want out of a romance. We're here for a fun romp of like. In deeper waters is a retelling of the Little Mermaid, and I'm like, this author definitely used to like read or write the like. Destiel cast as a mermaid fanfics. Like, you can. Oh my god. I'm like, that's not a lot about me anyway. I didn't even know that was a um, (laughs) niche of this. I didn't know that was a niche of the supernatural fandom. I mean, I knew Destiel, but I didn't know that they were wanted him to be a mermaid. Oh, yeah. Like, very much that, like, Ariel, like, oh, first time on land interacting with humans. Mm. And they just took that and were like, make him an actual mermaid. Well, yeah. The Little Mermaid Mermaid is so good for that kind of air quote fish out of water trope <laughs> which is why i love sci-fi so much i love seeing like alien and human interactions in science fiction because of the differences in cultural norms and stuff yeah they're super fun um lindsay ellis who's a youtuber has been around for ages stopping on youtube now has her sci-fi series where it's a woman and an alien that he's come to Earth, Earth and is like trying to figure things out. 
and like the government gets involved. I'm not saying it's heavily inspired by Transformers, except for the part where it's heavily inspired by Transformers. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you know, and now that I've said it, then that listens to it or reads it, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, I can see Transformers in this. But why not? Yeah, I was like, yeah, girl, live your life. Like, there's um, I feel like mech sci-fi. Like, what's the one? Iron Widow. Iron Widow. Which oh, that was such a good one. Is on my TBR, and I have a feeling I'm gonna speed through it. You are. Um, it is so action packed. Like it's yes. just, it's going, it's going. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like a, get in the mech and buckle up because we're going. Yeah. The book started and some crazy stuff happened. I was like, this is just the first like 50 pages. Like, Give me a happening? moment to adjust. <laughs> I did need a moment to like put it down and be like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah, I got book talked that from Kristen over in Towns of Her Children's by her showing me the author's Instagram yes. of yeah, all the fan art and memes. And she's like, This is how I'm book talking this book to you. Go read it. And I was like, I love this book. No, how you could book talk that. I thought you were going to say what I was thinking, but you didn't. How you could book talk this book to me. Show me the author photo in the book dust jacket because she's wearing a cow onesie. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I'm just that's- like, That's amazing. She's amazing. I need to read it now. <laughs> Oh, and she's so cool because she, I don't know if you're following Twitter drama. Not really. Okay. Um, I don't have a Twitter, but I do lurk on the, um. You mean X? Yeah, sorry, the X. (laughs) I just lurk. It's not Um, real. No. Uh, I lurk and she is really cool about speaking up for smaller authors and debut authors. There's a whole thing. Oh, the author drama. Oh, yeah. An author got their book, um, dropped by their publisher or delayed indefinitely recently because of review bombing <gasps> and yeah oh it was it's... wait is that when people just negatively review a book all at once or something yeah uh so the author created fake account like ghost accounts and like negative review bombed a bunch of other debut authors that were all um people of color that were the only competition was that they were coming out the same year as her debut book and she That's just so mean. she got caught because yeah, um, so she got caught. The author basically is not getting their book published anymore. I can't remember the name of the author. Well, she was being a bully. I got canceled. Yeah, so that was a whole thing. But um, the author of Iron Widow called it out on Twitter of, like, didn't name names, but, like, there's a broke new the author. Broke wide off open. <laughs> yeah, broke it wide open and, like, had, like, 32 pages of evidence of all these negative reviews for all these authors. But all these sock puppet accounts were doing... Um, suddenly like only liked one book that was showing up on all these lists suddenly out of nowhere at the same time as all these negative reviews they were leaving it's like mm. man i wonder who's in charge of those accounts she did some book detective work yeah so, the author of iron widow uses they them pronouns oh oh i'm sorry my apologies <laughs> my apologies was not, not aware yeah i got distracted by the um the drama <laughs> the drama the drama um i feel like i'm like the most cotton candy headed person in the world you can tell me anything and i'll just be like why though why be mean why mean why be mean when can be nice yeah i like it's so much effort to like it's a valid question yeah <laughs> well, like, i can't deal with any news related talk because when anything bad in the world happens i'm just like but why that's not nice that's not nice yeah i was like this woman went through so much effort to like and the only result was she sabotaged her own career. I'm like, if you put that much effort into marketing your own book in a positive yeah. way, imagine how much more success you would have had. Like, you know no. how many books 
Sorry, I interrupted you. Know, you. Now it's buried, and like I am not going to remember your name because it doesn't deserve to be remembered based on how you behaved. Yeah, like you know how many books I've read just because the author on TikTok has blurbed their own book and been like, "This is what my book's about A, B, C, and D." And I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" And then I read it, like, yeah. just do that instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, the author for Iron Widow, uh, Zhao, Zhao, his last name. Yes, yeah, I believe okay. so. Um, Zhao, like Z H A O, I believe. H A O. They promote their book through just memes and i was like perfect that's the like, best one, way to do it yeah, yeah. I'm like you're reaching your target audience that way and like the older bracket of us that are like we're hip we're young we understand teenagers sort of well the <laughs> like, way they yeah, described it was pacific rim and there's polyamory i was like sold <laughs> yeah i heard them say it was like you know a why choose like it's a love triangle that gets resolved yeah. with like why don't we just all date each other and i'm like that's great because i don't like love triangles they stress me out so i was like that's amazing i would prefer that if i have to read a love triangle only in that case yeah. the characters in that book are so good Okay. so complex yeah. i'm so glad you guys are hyping it up because it's literally sitting on my bookshelf at home i i have did- i didn't finish it i like it, <gasps> I, I was halfway through and uh i i don't know it got away from me no i'm going to i ordered like a bunch of science fiction and fantasy books oh, on like hold and they're just sitting on my shelf i was also going to ask there's a frame of thought being like okay i want to read something really quick i'm going to pick a book that is page-wise very short like 100 pages would you agree that that is a good option as a short read or would you disagree well if it's short and it's not something you're interested in at all like a genre wise or anything it's not gonna go quick for you it's gonna go slow i feel like sometimes i I agree (laughs) i absolutely agree i this summer had a team that was like scrambling because why would you do your ap english assignment before august Twenty yep. something <laughs> of like a biography. And he came in and was like, "What is the shortest one that I can get?" And I was like, "Listen, my dude, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to recommend you the shortest one." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm going to recommend you a book that you're going to read fast because you like it." <laughs> That's 100 percent true. Yes. And he was like, "And like, it's one of the kids like known forever." And I was like, "Uh, offended." I'm like, you can't just tell me. Don't like watch me. Like, <laughs> and his mom's like, "Listen to Miss Chris. She knows what she's talking about. It's her job." <laughs> It literally so is. Like, yeah, I was like, so I yeah. recommended him uh, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. He's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, don't worry. He's funny. He's a comedian and he does... Delight, late night? Late, late night? night? I think That's late night. Yeah, um, like, and he does like one late night talk shows. So just read it. And then I like told him the, like, the little snippet about Trevor Noah's mom throwing him ha- out of the car as a child while it was still moving. And he's like, what? Why? And I'm like, gotta read it. it yeah that's amazing i've had similar experiences i think like a summer or two you know like i always get some uh people needing books that they're not really enthusiastic about summer reading and they just want something short and i think one time a girl was looking at the old man in the sea and okay no hate to any fans of ernest hemingway but i literally was like girly pop do not read that because it's going to bore you and you're not going to read it I'm sorry. If anyone loves Old Man in the Sea, more power to you. You're a credit to yourself. But I was like, you're you're not going to like it. Like, I, for example, for me, like, of Mice and Men I had to read in high school, not even in the top million of books I like. If you gave that to me and told me to read it, it would take me months. But if you gave me a book about, I don't know, what am I reading now? I'm reading The Helm of Midnight. 
which I just started, and I can already tell I'm going to read it fast, like 400 pages, and it's like a fantasy horror mystery set in this like gas lamp fantasy world involving a serial killer who left an imprint of his memory in a mask, and the mask has been stolen, so now the serial killer's mask is loose in the city, and there's bad stuff's going to happen. That sounds super cool. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm going to read this really quick, and it's like 400 pages, but if you gave me a Mice and Men, I would not finish it. Unless I had to for school. And even then, I'm not even sure if I did. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I slammed through it when I was, like, I read it in, I think, eighth grade. Because my mom was like, you have to read this book. And it turned out it was all the stuff I was going to read in sophomore year of high school anyway. Hmm. So, like, I read that. And I just remember being in, like, history class and reading it under my desk and just sobbing. And I'm like, you well, liked a, You liked of Mice and Men, then? I liked of Mice and Men. Like, oh, I my God. Like, we're the opposite. Yeah. Uh, wait, what is your feelings on Catcher in the Rye versus Great Gatsby? I read both of them. Those were two that I actually did enjoy reading in high school. I don't know if I have one I prefer. If I had to pick a stereotypical required reading, I would pick Fahrenheit 451. I love that. I love dystopian, though. So, like, yeah, I have, I did, like, a tattoo for Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, I, did not, I did not read that. I did not mind Great Gatsby. I did not mind Catching the Rye. I did not like Ender's Game. I absolutely despised the things they carried which is a war book. It's a, it's a book about the Vietnam War. I am not a war book girl. I really liked Great Gatsby. I didn't like Catcher in the Rye. Loved Fahrenheit 451. And then really enjoyed Animal Farm. I love dystopia. And I didn't read 1984 despite loving dystopia, like good dystopia, where it's like with a moral, like where it's like really tight until like three weeks ago. And I was like, why did it take me so long to read this book? Because I slammed through it. I was like, I have to keep reading this book. Like, I am hooked. Yeah, and I'm sorry for disparaging of Mice and Men, Chris, if you like it so much. I meant it as an example of a book can be short, and you're not going to read it quickly because you don't like it. And for me, that yeah. was a Mice and Men and, like, Old Man in the Sea. Yeah, those are, like, perfect examples of, like, having, you have to like Hemingway to read Hemingway. Yeah. He is a style and a particular taste. Yeah, if you like old men waxing poetic about life and philosophy in a boat alone on the ocean that's the book for you but i'm just saying don't read it because it's short because you're not going to like it and then you're going to be like why the heck am i reading this <laughs> yeah and then also you're not going to take much away from it besides that you don't like it you can skip the time that you've wasted if, like i don't like this and just read a better book because like i did not like catcher in the rye and i'm like i understand all the themes i know i get it i don't like it i don't like holding Caulfield. i hate it holden but what does the rye symbolize, Chris? Uh, it's growing up and becoming an adult, and you can't avoid it. You can't be caught and rescued from, like, going no, to the No, no, it's bread. The rye is bread. <laughs> bread is the meaning of Catcher in the Rye. I love some you, bread. That would be much better. Did you guys ever pick up a book, have it sit on your desk or in your holds or wherever it's sitting? Never pick it up, but then as soon as you pick it up, you're, like, done in a day through it. You have to be in the right mood to read certain things, Probably. Like. This definitely yeah. happened. I, oh, that happened with um, Gideon the Ninth for me. Oh, okay. I checked it out when it came out originally because all the blurbs on the front were so intriguing, and then I never got around to it. And then I read it this past year. It was actually on my top ten of 2023. And I read it really quickly because Gideon's narrative is so interesting and she's so funny. And then I immediately bought Power of the Ninth and Nona the Ninth. 
and I immediately was like, what is going on? But I kept reading it because I was like, I need to know what's going on. And now I'm pretty sure that Electro the Ninth got pushed back to 2025. I am going to cry. (laughs) Same thing with another book I was waiting for and it's getting pushed back. And I'm like, I'm sad forever. I have what I like to call my shelf of shame at home. Oh. It's a shelf that's just my checked out library books, so I don't interfile them with my own books because I have some of our discards as well. So, like, mm-hmm. the spy level means nothing for, like, bringing it back. So it's my shelf of shame where I'm like, I'll read that. Actually. Maybe. I've checked out the book Hooked. I've had it checked out since it got published. Again, just like Malgoth, where I'm like, I'll get to that. I'm like, I love a retelling of Peter Pan. I absolutely love them. And I was like, it's not the right time. But I want to read it, and I want it to be here for when yeah. I'm, like, ready for it. Yeah. And then I read it in a day. So two days, like, super fast. I was like, now is the time to read this. And I was like, I have to go find the first book, though. Yeah. Although, if anyone listening is, like, dead set on only reading really, really short books, and they want a good rec, I would say I always recommend every single podcast. I somehow recommend Shauna McGuire's Every Heart of Doorway series, mm-hmm. because yeah. they're always good. And technically, they're not listed as teen books in the catalog. But I did research that, and it's because they're published by Tor Publishing, and Tor Publishing doesn't have a YA imprint. So all of their books just get classified as regular adult science fiction or fantasy. But it reads like it could be YA, and I think most people would agree with that. But they're very much like portal fiction about teenagers or children going into other worlds, and then adventures trying to get back to those worlds or trying to leave those worlds, and... A lot of um, coming-of-age fiction yeah. Yeah. in those. And they're really short. They're all like 190 pages oh, or less. Short. It's like hard to find a book less than 200 pages now. The I first 250 usually is that less than 250 is like that sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. I think it, they're like novella length. The first one is called Every Heart a Doorway. And the series is called The Wayward Children Series. Because it's set at this sort of boarding house for kids and young adults who have, through some way or another, entered another world like Alice in Wonderland or Wizard of Oz. They went to another reality, and they returned either by choice or against their will. But now, like, it's sort of the question of how do you readjust to this world when you were in another world that, in some cases, was a better fit for you than this world? And sometimes you get back and like your parents or your friends or whoever, they don't recognize you anymore because you've changed because you've been in this other world and that's where they get sent. And in some of the books, it's sort of like every other book alternates between the kids at the home for wayward children going on adventures there. And in some cases, they either are going in adventures to try to find their worlds again. And then alternating books are like the backstories so like the first book is set at the wayward school the second book is one of the characters backstories about how they got to their world in the first place and their world is very much like inspired by like frankenstein and dracula it's like called the moors and lightning has this magical power and they can like bring people back from the dead but there's also this like vampire lord that rules over it and then another girl went to a world called confection that's all made of candy and they had to travel through her world at one point. And that was awesome. But they're really short. The audiobooks are like four hours. Oh, that's like super short. Oh, wow. They're really good. I tell everyone to read them. (laughs) 
Are you a teen in 8th through 12th grade? Are you looking for a dress for your junior or senior prom? Or perhaps a spring formal or 8th grade dance? Then keep these dates in mind. This March, the Ocean County Library is returning with the 16th annual Prom Dress Giveaway. The Prom Dress Giveaway allows you to take home the dress or two of your dreams for free. Simply come to one of our participating branches, find a dress, and take it home. The giveaways will be from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Tom's River Branch on Monday, March 11th, Tuesday, March 12th, and Wednesday, March 13th, the Little Lake Harbor Branch on Tuesday, March 19th, and Wednesday, March 20th, and finally, the Brick Branch on Monday, March 25th, and Tuesday, March 26th. For more details, check out our website at www.theoceancountylibrary.org. Visit your local branch or call us at 732-349-6200. We look forward to seeing you then. Let's just go into like recommending books now. That yeah, recommend books. <laughs> Another thing for me, looking for a quick read is books in verse. Yeah. Because even though they're like possibly like three inches thick, there's no words on those pages. So like you're just like, like I'm reading this so quickly because like you're just turning pages really fast. Mm-hmm. Chris. Um, and just, I just read Dear Mothman. <laughs> yes! I've heard oh, it's okay. It okay. was my first got, book I read this year. I had two of my teens aggressively book talk it to me. Amazing. Like, they were like they're like you had like way too intensive. Like they had just finished reading it and were like well, one had finished it and the other one was like still reading it and they were super intensive, like, Miss Curse, you have to read this. Like you like stuff. You like, did like, have to read that. I did, and then I was like, page seven, ugly crying, and I'm like, <laughs> I would like short recap it as modern queer bridge to Terabithia. It is, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I'm like, yeah. cool, like <laughs> two sentences, done, um, and it's so good and like so like emotional and powerful and like it's a book in verse, so it's like and letters to the Mothman. <laughs> Love a good cryptid so. book. Yeah, it's so so good. They're like, you like cryptids? And I was like, I was like, and they told me, they told me it was sad, and their friend died at the beginning. So like, I knew going in, and I'm like crying anyway. Oh, I am. Um, would recommend any Neil Gaiman books, particularly. I think Stardust and the Graveyard Book are YA, and I may be biased because I love Neil Gaiman, but I think they're both very quick reads, and they're extremely, you know, magical. And Neil Gaiman has such a way with language that I think those would be very good quick reads stardust and the graveyard book and his stuff is funny too like mm-hmm. he yeah. has like a dry like tongue-in-cheek kind of humor mm-hmm. which is also why i really like when he reads his own audiobooks oh yeah definitely he reads it the way he wants it to be read so like sometimes i'm like i might not have picked up on like that level of dry humor reading it but like hearing him say i'm like oh this is hysterical <laughs> yeah i love him all right, do you guys want horror or realistic fiction? Both. Okay. <laughs> um, so I read these both recently. You're not supposed to die tonight. I sold it to so many people with just the premise. It's about this camp. One of those horror, oh, you go there and you get paid to get scared, but they're okay. allowed to like, it's the scene of a famous horror movie. And they're allowed to be more intense at this camp. 
and okay like and you have to sign waivers and stuff so it's about the kids that work out at this camp and then stuff starts getting real and people start dying <laughs> so if you worked at fright fest or loved fright yes. fest this <laughs> when then it became real <laughs> oh my gosh i couldn't deal with that i am like a haunted house weenie <laughs> i belong in weenie hunt juniors <laughs> i also don't like that kind of stuff but being able to see other people go through it was fine for me oh yeah <laughs> and it has a lot of twists too so and then the other one is the blackwoods by brandy colbert it's told in multiple perspectives. The Blackwoods are a family of Black Hollywood actresses, kind of like a dynasty family. And at the beginning of the book, the grandmother passes away. And there was always this secret of who the father of her child was, who their grandfather was. So when she passes away, it kind of opens up. Do you find out all the family secrets? of who exactly that person is and then it's told in the past from the grandmother as a teenager and growing up and her struggles with being a black woman a black actress in hollywood and then her two grandchildren one who is also an actress and another one who kind of gets caught up in a scandal so if you like celebrity scandals this was really good because you keep going back and forth from the present to the past so you're finding little bits of information about all these different secrets and stuff that are going on oh that sounds so that sound cool good. and like the kind cover of, for that book is fantastic yes, too so like, sounds okay. kind of like you know well it's like celebrity drama like daisy jones and the six type yes you know, a little yeah. different like old hollywood though yeah it's that same kind of feel of because you're going from the present day interviews to the past and recounting what exactly happened so you get like little bits of information or like uh, the seven husbands of Belinda hugo and that's on my tba red list yeah i know my mom loved it i'm not like a very much of a realistic fiction girly but i always like to know the recommendations there's also two romances that i can recommend throwback which is the way the author described it was like Back to the Future, but set in the 90s. Oh, my God. <laughs> the main character, I believe, is Sam. She gets into a fight with her mom and then gets sent back to the 90s. And she's seen all those movies where she's like, well, I have to fix it right or wrong that happened in order to get back to my present day. So she decides that the wrong that she has to write is she has to get her mom to be prom queen. And her, her and her mom are very different. Like her mom's very like popular and she's more like grungy. And then there's a romance and she falls in love with a boy at the wrong time. But then there's oh a twist with that. So it's a lot of dealing with the mother daughter relationship. And it has that little romance twist in there too. I thought of a couple more. <laughs> well, one I haven't read that I want to because um, but I feel like it's going to be a quick read is Ali Hazelwood's Check and Mate, because Ali Hazelwood is like a really popular adult romance author, but she just dropped her first YA, which is a romance, and I think it's set in the world of competitive amateur chess, and it doesn't look that thick, and it, I, I as I said, romances are really quick reads for me, so I think that was going to be one. That's a quick read prediction, and then one that I also just thought of is. I just said I'm not a realistic fiction girly, but I this is technically realistic fiction, but it also is more like a mystery. So I don't know if it counts. It's called Queen of the Tiles. It's set in Malaysia, 
and it's about this girl, and she is in competitive amateur Scrabble. She competes in Scrabble tournaments, and the whole thing is that her best friend, who also competed with her, was this really, like, popular Scrabble kind of, like, princess, basically. Like, she kind of had the aura of, like, a popular girl, but she was also really good at competitive Scrabble, and she was called the Queen of the Tiles by many people. But in the last year or two prior Scrabble tournament, she dies during the competition. And so it's this girl who was her best friend going back into the competition after dealing with the grief and loss and trying to get her mojo back, but then also feeling like maybe her friend's death wasn't an accident and trying to solve it during it. I love a premise that is very niche, like the world of competitive Scrabble. Yeah. Um, but also the mystery element just kept it moving. And I really enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, I also feel like I read mysteries a lot quicker. What I read recently is called Thin Air. Also another competition. They are in this luxury liner airplane. They're all going to a competition in Paris, France, where one of them's going to win a scholarship. But they are getting killed off one by one. Oh my. <laughs> Um, these, these teens <laughs> at competitions keep getting murdered. Keep getting murdered. If you're a teenager, um, don't go to a competition. You're going to get murdered. <laughs> I, I read it so fast because it kept being like, oh, it's this person that's killing him. And then it was like, wait, that person died. So it can't be that person. That's this person. And then there's also secrets that are hidden between the contestants and stuff. <gasps> so, yeah. There was a love interest that kept jumping back and forth because the main character couldn't make up her mind at one point so See, that's my thing with love triangles i'm just like you know which one you like better this is like my whole like when i originally read one twilight, of them might be the killer <laughs> when i originally read twilight in eighth grade i was like i know there was all this oh jacob or edward drama and i'm just like we know it's going to be edward we know yeah jacob, yeah. Can take, jacob he can take a hike he bothered me but that's just me <laughs> you're if you're jacob stands i'm sorry I disagree. <laughs> I'm a werewolf stands, but they technically weren't werewolves in that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were, but like they were. Really they weren't vampires either. I was like, this is like decaf version of everything. No, I I am a Twilight stan. I accept the good and the bad, but I mm -hmm. also think that there's a new generation of kids reading Twilight. I was at an outreach, and the girl who had just finished reading. I'm not sure if it was the first book or the series itself. But And she was so feeling it. And I was like, I love it. I love that it's getting you excited about reading. I love that you're passionate. And, you know, every book has pros and cons and things that you do and don't like. And Twilight has received so much hate. I'm just like, why you got to be like that? Why can't you just let people like things? I read it and I was, that was like, a, they're bricks, but they're like fast reads. Yeah, they're fast. I, I read that in a day. Yeah, like pacing and also like, they're a little like, clips what i call like kind candy for your brain of mm -hmm. like there's not much substance so you get through it really fast any of those like oh the crochet murder mysteries like i love right. the knitting group vampire series oh my god it's you fun. read that i want to read that i'm like mad about multiple things about that okay. have i read all of them yes <laughs> that's the thing about cotton candy is that it's delicious it is it's delicious but i'm like what are you doing lady like i know you're choosing the wrong guy. Your problem is not a real problem. It's contrived. Also, 
this author tried to retcon her age, but when you marathon the books, it's really obvious that she turns, she starts off late 20s, and suddenly her next birthday is, I'm turning 24, I'm a wasted elderly spinster. And yeah. I was like, uh, two books ago, you were 28 and a wasted elderly spinster, and now you're suddenly 24. Or it could just be the author forgot. Maybe they yeah. forgot what age her their own character was. That sounds like something I would do. No, I was like, also, neither of those ages are like, wasting elderly spinster. And you're trying to date a vampire who's like a thousand years old. But you kept reading them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like how I recently bought this snack. And it was by the same brand of popcorn that I really love. So I was like, oh, it'll be good. But it tasted like sour cream and onion flavored packing peanuts. <laughs> However, I continued to eat it. So, you know, sometimes that just happens. I think you described the entirety of circus peanuts where you're like, what am I eating? And then oh, I don't like those. Those are I, nasty. I'm like so fascinated and intrigued by their texture. <laughs> of like, what is this? <laughs> where I will eat a lot of them until I'm like, I don't know if I like these. I still don't know if I like circus peanuts. I would peanuts. throw up. Yeah, like you can't have more than like five at a time, but you're like, yeah. do I like this? I don't I like know. like candy corn. Eating. You can't eat too many of them. Oh, I, they have the two and a half pound bag of candy corn now. And I'm like, yes. That's amazing. I buy the amount that we're going to eat in one shot. No, I like candy corn. I just can't but, eat a lot of it. But do we have any more book recs? I do. Um, it's Being Toffee by Sarah Crisson. It's a book in verse and it packs a ton of emotion because you get like little snippets of everything where the girl, Toffee, her dad's abusive. You know that right away. And she runs away and was trying to meet up with her stepmom, who had also fled from Duty's the father. Can't find her. Ends up living with an elderly woman that has dementia because that woman thinks it's her best friend from when she was a teenager. So she is pretending to be Toffee, the best friend of this older woman who like can't remember that she's no longer a teenager because she's got pretty severe dementia. So it's like the two of them kind of coming together and helping each other emotionally. And the girl that's pretending to be Toffee is helping the older woman because like she can't cook for herself really. She has an aide that comes by every day, but like she needs a lot of help. And like the aide doesn't care about her. It's a job she gets paid. Whereas she asks questions, she dances with her and like learns the routines that they used to learn when they would go out to try and get boys. So, like, it's a sweet friendship because she's healing physically from the abuse from her father and then also emotionally of coping with it and addressing it and, like, working her way through it. And seeing that dynamic between the two people that, like, are so different, like, age and everything else and their dynamic together of how they're helping each other and working together to help each other even though the older woman doesn't realize that she's a total stranger because she just keeps like, oh, Toffee, you're, you're back. Where have you been? So... She's also trying to piece together, like, what happened in this woman's life. And she's like, what happened to Toffee? Because she sees a picture of her, and she's like, this girl was also abused by somebody. Did Is she okay? Did she move on, get better? Like, did she survive? Does she have a better life now? And trying to find that out a little bit, and also, like, what happened to this woman? If Toffee survived, I can survive and have a better life, too. That's reminding me of, like, not the same, but you know the movie Last Night in Soho? Yes. Kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's, like, kind of, like, layers in the... Drama! Yeah. It was just so, like, so emotional and also, like, 
you like sad books i yeah sometimes i do like a sad book where i'm like i just want to be like sit there and be like sad for a bit of like can't be like when i'm already sad of like there's too much going on that i'm like i'm like can't deal with this too like this is too much i'm like i need cotton candy anymore oh uh another sad book uh needlework by julia watts i'm so bad with names that i didn't write down the protagonist's name uh, but like he lives like out in the boondocks like middle of nowhere um where he's like i'm the only gay kid in school and i can't tell anyone everyone's like super super like bible bells his best friend is convinced they're going to get like has like is not picking up at all that like the kid that like like sewing and quilting and like not to be stereotypical but like she's not picking up at all like he is gay and she's like we're gonna get married we're gonna be good christians and like get married and like raise kids and we're gonna go to the bible college like this is her vision and he's like i didn't realize that was what you're thinking um so it's him like trying to deal with like that and being like i'm the only gay person anywhere in this town it's super small town like i can't tell anybody and then also like it's got this like the small town problems of like the industry has all moved out you're lucky if you work at the walmart that's the best job in town his mother is a drug addict he's just trying to get her to get clean he's raised by his grandma it's less than 300 pages so it's a short book for me at this point and like you're invested like you're invested in him like you want things to get better like you're just hoping that like because like there's like glimmers of like you can see like where if he chooses the right if you choose the right path and you choose your own adventure you can get out and like get to a better place in life and you're like i get it like you're connected emotionally to all these people also you're like 17 <laughs> so yeah. just like i'm like there i'm like i need to see you succeed because i'm emotionally invested in like you See, that wouldn't be a quick read for me because it'd be too emotionally damaging and I wouldn't be able to get through it. But that yeah, just oh, goes yeah. to show you that... It depends on the person. Yeah. It yeah. so does, yeah. Yeah, like, the other key just enough, like, you can see the glimmers of hope, like, it'll be okay through it. Where you're like, it'll be okay. Like, I just want to get through, like, this struggle you're having to get to the better place. So, like, I am here and I'm invested in you succeeding. I have one. It's a graphic novel. Orla is the youngest in a line of hedge witches and is compelled to return home after her grandmother passes away. The title is Mamo, which is the name of her grandmother. So crazy stuff starts happening in town. So the seeds, like there's no fish to harvest. There's no crops are souring. And she meets a girl who her attic is being possessed by a poltergeist. So she and the girl, Joe, end up going on this journey to recover her grandmother's bones which have been scattered throughout the village and quiet her spirit to rest i cried during this <laughs> because a lot of uh, crying it dealt with grief but also because it was a graphic novel you could see that the two characters were into each other and were like making faces and leaning towards each other and looking at each other's hands and i was like i need to see if they're gonna get together <laughs> because i have to know I also really love witches, so that was a big investment. And the magic in the world was really great. It's awesome. I feel like graphic novels are also like a good quick read. Graphic novels and manga. My favorite graphic novel this year was called The Infinity Particle by Wendy Zhu. Um, that's X-U. It is set on a colony on Mars, 
and it's science fiction, but it's soft science fiction because I'm not a science fiction fan in the sense that I like space battles or like anything really intense. It's this girl and she goes to live on a colony on Mars and work at this robotics lab. And in this world, all robots and AI are non-humanoid looking. She has a little robot that she has that looks like a little moth and it's really cute. And she meets this humanoid AI named Kai, who's the lab researcher's like assistant. And they start forming a relationship with each other that may become something else. But there's also this theme of his creator and him sort of have this like toxic parental relationship. He's not allowed to make any of his own decisions, which echoes flashbacks that you see the girl having of her relationship with her mother. But it also brings up this really interesting question of what makes someone human and what makes someone worthy of independent thought and choosing their own path. But it's also like a cute romance, but it's so good. I love this so much. Yeah, I'm you guys totally trying to figure out where that is on the shelf. <laughs> it's so. YA graphic novel. It's so yeah. good. It was so cute. I read it in a day and then I bought my own copy of it because I loved it so much. She also wrote Mooncakes. But I liked this better yeah, than Mooncakes. Oh, Mooncakes was so cute. I'll have to check that, that out because I love Mooncakes. That took me a while to read, but once I started reading it, I read it really fast. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I like Mooncakes. I just liked this a little better. I don't know if it was the science fiction aspect or not, but, but yeah. I want a robot moth. <laughs> it was so cute. I really like robots in fiction, but when they're not the enemy. Like, I really like the philosophical question of what makes a person an autonomous being even if they're created through artificial intelligence i just find that really interesting less so of the whole like robots are going to rise up and take over the earth that's not really my vibe did you read um, it's a manga touring after the apocalypse i have not one of the main characters is a robot cool they're going sightseeing at the end of the world so that's so cute (laughs) touring after the apocalypse i'm gonna write that down also, Chris, I wanted to recommend to you, if you haven't already read it, for Apocalypse... I'm not sure if this is dystopia. It's more like post-apocalyptic. It's called The Marrow Thieves. I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet, though. Yeah. The apocalypse came in the way of everyone lost their ability to dream, except for the only people that can still dream are the indigenous peoples of different nations. And so they're living in this post-apocalyptic society, but this rumor starts going around that you can dream again if you harvest the bone marrow of indigenous people and eat it and so they start being hunted and it's about this ragtag group of like survivors i think the main character is a teenager so i thought that fit with what you were talking about chris since you like dystopia oh yeah i just added that to my goodreads like that is going to be pretty shortly about like i joined a book club so now i have to like actually read a book because other people are reading it to talk about it. That's awesome. So I have to like get the book club book done and then I am recording the podcast with Sierra Isley. Well, we'll see peek of what's coming up though. Uh, We're going to have that author. So check out that podcast and I'll talk about that book that I'm currently listening to now. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Ocean County Library's website for more podcasts and events. All titles mentioned in today's episode can be found through the Ocean County Library, free with your library card. Until next time, happy reading. Are you a teen in 8th through 12th grade? Are you looking for a dress for your junior or senior prom? 
or perhaps a spring formal or eighth grade dance. And keep these dates in mind. This March, the Ocean County Library is returning with the 16th annual Prom Dress Giveaway. The Prom Dress Giveaway allows you to take home the dress or two of your dreams for free. Simply come to one of our participating branches, find a dress and take it home. The giveaways will be from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Toms River Branch on Monday, March 11th, Tuesday, March 12th, and Wednesday, March 13th, the Little Lake Harbor Branch on Tuesday, March 19th, and Wednesday, March 20th, and finally, the Brick Branch on Monday, March 25th, and Tuesday, March 26th. For more details, check out our website at www.theoceancountylibrary.org. Visit your local branch or call us at 732-349-6200. We look forward to seeing you then.